Hello everyone and welcome back to Rain on Your Parade. This is going to be part two of the Wuthering Heights, MTV's Wuthering Heights 2003 edition. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of adaptions to this story. Um, if you look on Google, uh, not many people, well, they're not very popular editions, you know, adaptions. Editions <sighs> are books, adaptions, yeah whatever <laughs> um anyway this is mtv's weathering heights part two and um it's still valentine's day as of right now i don't know if i'll get finished recording for the whole movie today but i just wanted to split up this episode of the podcast because the first one's over two hours long and um i don't like to feel rushed you know what i mean like i don't want to feel rushed for the last 40 minutes of this movie, and, um, plus, people don't want to sit there and listen to two, you know, four-hour podcasts. I have done that, but (laughs) I'm a little bit different than most people. Okay, um, I took a little break, and I watched this movie called Valentine on Amazon, and, um, it was just a horror movie, you know, about this. Denise Richards is in it. It's interesting, because, uh, Johnny... The guy that plays Hendrix in, um, let's see, Catherine Heigl was in it, and the pl- the guy that plays Hendrix is in it, and I'm like, I have to look up this guy. And I'm like, how, how, what a coincidence that is that I'm watching Mothering Heights with Catherine Heigl and, uh, Johnny Whit, I want to say Whitworth because of Sam, but Johnny Whitworth, it's not Whitworth, it's Whitworth, Johnny Whitworth is his name, um, he's a good actor, but... And he looked really hot in this, like, horror movie, but he was also a jerk in that. But not as bad as Hendrix. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just poured, po- oh, I poured coffee all over myself. I always freaking do that. Anyway. So, I was like, it's kind of weird that, like, you know, both of these people are in that when they're both in Wuthering Heights. But anyway. It's not that weird. I mean, this was around the same time, I guess. But it was called Valentine. It had David Brianna's and uh, Denise Richards. And it's just one of those cons. And I'm like, you know, it's whatever. I figured everything out, like, pretty soon. Um, it was not that hard. Oh, there's a Lucy Hale movie. A Nice Girl Like You. Is that a show or a movie? It's a movie, but... Um, Lucy Hale's in it. And also, Kat, because I've been... Wanting to watch the second season of Dollface since it came out, because I've been waiting on that, but, um, I watched the first episode. It's, it's the same show it always was. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, it's good, I'll, I really like it, but, um, there's nothing, it's, it's, it's holding up to this first season standards. Um, I love all the actresses in it, you know, it's made by Margot Robbie, like, Margot Robbie, however you say it. For some reason, um, Hulu keeps, like, you know, the section that's, like, continue watching. It keeps taking Wuthering Heights away from my continue watching list, and I have to keep searching for the movie. Like, and it's clearly right there that I am not done watching it. (laughs) Like, when I click on it, it's like, resume movie, 39 minutes left. It's like, well, then why are you not on my continue watching list? This picture that they have here, like, if you go on Hulu, if you're watching this on Hulu, when you first click on Wuthering Heights, and it comes up and it's a picture of, like, all them, 
um, the five of them, even though Hendrix is not on this picture, but, uh, Isabel's friend is, and I'm like, I don't even know her name. Like, she's not a big part of this cast, but whatever. Um, you know, it's Edward and then Kat, Kat, Edward, Kate, Heath, Isabel, and her, Isabel's friend. And, um, but (laughs) this picture, it's like... When I look at Mike Vogel, it's like he looks like he's actually like staring at me, and it kind of freaks me out. Anyway, <laughs> he's super hot, but it's like, yikes! Is he mad at me because I called him an abuser or what? <laughs> Don't look at me, Mike. I'm sorry. It's your character that's an abuser. We'll get. We're gonna get into it. And Kate's like sleeping in this big fancy bed. And where did we leave off? Oh yeah, um, Heath had left and. Isabel talked him into getting the car with her so she could take him to college with her like he's her pet cat. And uh, then <laughs> Kate's laying in this bed um, at Edward's house. And Edward like sneaks in and she's like, Heath? You know, because she's obsessed with him and she's going to be obsessed with him for the rest of time. But she never wasn't. You know what I mean? Like she never truly wanted to break up with him. They didn't want to break up with each other. It's just that these people and situations... Like, I mean, they were toxic and they should probably break up. But then again, it's like, I don't know. I feel like they could have went to couples therapy and that would have been, like, the real solution to all this. But anyway, um, Edward's like, no, he left. Gone. But I'm here. You know, your second choice. <laughs> Since he's not here, maybe you could. And she, she's just like. Okay, I guess this is what we're doing. But it's like, she's kissing Edward. And it's kind of like... Oh, he's gone, but I'm here. So, why not kiss me? And she's just like, okay, I don't know what else to do with my life. So, I guess I'm going to. And then we see Heath. He's like, stop the car, stop the car, stop the car. And uh, Isabel's like, um, here? And he's like, yeah, I've been here before. You know, I've stayed here before. And it's just this, like, abandoned building. And she's like, I can't just leave you here. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. And he's like, don't worry, I've been here before. And she's like, why can't you just see where I live? Come and see my school. Come on. Like, she's like, why don't you get him a treat and see if he will come to you then? Like, what? He's not a dog. And, but he goes in and he is homeless. And he has to stay in this abandoned building. And, like, she follows him in and takes him a coat and covers him up and, like, stays with him all night in this, like, abandoned building, I guess. And it's like. Girl, if it seemed it seems very kind and sweet of her, just this one action, but knowing the rest of the things about her, it's like you are desperate for that D girl. Like, what the heck? It better be made of gold. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, leave him the freak alone. He doesn't want to be bothered with you. If he, if she was just trying to help him because he needs help, he does need help because he's homeless. Like, he needs this help, but like. That's why he's taking her help is because he absolutely needs it. But, like, I mean, he is, he's literally out of other options. So, you know, he's not a bit interested in her. I mean, she's gorgeous and there's nothing wrong with her except for, like, her personality. But, like, he is not even a little bit interested. And, um, she's just like, please use me. And it's like, I can't feel bad for her. I mean, a little bit. I feel like he's a jerk for using her and I feel bad for her a little bit for him using her but at the same time I'm watching this like she is literally begging him to use her and it's like 
you know what this is. Like, you cannot actually believe that he's going to, like, fall for you. Like, he is telling you repeatedly that he's not interested. He's not even acting a little bit interested. And you're begging him to use you. Like, she's literally telling him to use her. She's like, stay with me. I got a place to stay. It's a nice place. You're homeless. You don't have any other options. She's telling him this. And saying, like, you can use me. I will let you. And she, I mean, honestly... Um, I think at some point she actually even says that, <laughs> if I can remember correctly. And it's like, how do you feel bad for this girl? I mean, she's begging for to be used. And it's not like he's just using her like, aha, I'm going to hook up with this rich girl and get, you know, use her, get things from her. He's like, I don't have any other options. And, you know, he's desperate for a place to stay. So it's like, he doesn't have much choice. You know, she's telling him, you don't have any other choices. And he's like, I don't have any other choices. I have to stay with you. But he's he's using her as little... Like, he's not like, oh, yay, I'm going to use her and take everything I can from her. He's like... You know, it's not like he's trying to take advantage as much as possible. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm trying to keep... I'm trying to keep from using you as much as I can. But, like, you're begging me to stay there. I don't have any... You know what I mean? Like, he's abusive to Kate. But, like, the... This stuff, you know, it's not... He's not a bad guy, you know, like, of as far as this stuff goes, as far as I can remember, as up to this point. Like, he's controlling and abusive to Kate, and they have a toxic relationship, but, like, this thing going on with Isabel, it's like, she is, I don't, I can't, how do you feel bad for her? Because what's he supposed to do? Like, what, she is begging him to use her, and he's using her as little as he possibly can, like... Because he doesn't want her to expect anything from him, you know? It's like, what What more can he say, you know, to make her understand that he's not interested, that he can't? And she's like, I don't even care if you're interested. I just want to touch you. Basically, anyway, I'm just, you know. And she takes him to his school, and, like, all the girls at her school are, like, looking. And one of her friends, the one that we kind of know, is like, good job. And she's like, told you. And it's like, what? You know, <laughs> it's either you or homelessness. This is not an accomplishment. And uh, she takes him in her room and, like, she's got all this music equipment. And he's, like, he stops at the door and he's, like, why would you do this for me? And she's, like, because we're friends. And he's, like, I can't stay here. You know, he knows there's ulterior motives. But she's, like, he turns around to leave and she's, like, you like that alley better? And, like, she says it, like, really mean. And he's like, stops and he's like, looks at her and she's, like, what's not to like you're a musician I got plenty of room we're friends and it's like you're offering him a place to live because you feel sorry for him he thinks or like he doesn't really think that like I know he knows better but like she's saying like you don't owe me anything you can just stay here we can be friends you know I've got the space but he knows you know what I mean like he knows what she wants but he's like and then um, <laughs> when <laughs> you see her walking down the hall later, because he's playing this, like, uh, song, and she's just sitting there staring at him, and she's like, everything you need, it's in this room. And um, I'm like, oh my gosh, girl, she's, like, obsessed with him, but, like, it took a lot to get him even in her room, and he has literally no other place to go, so it's like, it's not like he's choosing you, like, you know this, like... She's deluding herself into thinking that there's a chance this might happen. And that's sad, but it's like... I feel sorry for her in that way because it's sad, but like... He's not doing this to her. She's doing this, you know. She wants this to be happening. 
she thinks that she can make him love her by just like forcing him to be in the same room as her and um so she takes she brings him some pizza and like but like when she's going into her room it's like surrounded by all these girls trying to see in the window and she's like please he's working leave him alone and then like I guess a woman that works at the school is like we need to have a talk and she's like not right now I'm busy and like she goes into the room with the pizza and it's like oh my gosh every girl there is like oh I want to see him and I, I mean honestly like yeah he is gorgeous but um, you know, he's a dirty, gorgeous musician. What's not to like? <laughs> um, but anyway, and she's got him in there, but like, that's it. He's just in the same room as you. <laughs> you don't exist to him. Like he, it's very obvious that he just is trying to convince himself that she's not even, she doesn't even exist. She's completely invisible to him, even though she's right in the same room. It's like, do they even have conversations? Like, she just sits in the bed and stares at him while he plays music. And it's like, dude, you're being creepy as heck. <laughs> like, that's creepy. Anyway. And the teacher's like, does she have someone living in there? <laughs> trigger warning. Trigger warning. Like, trigger warning for everything. But especially this part. forgot about this part. First of all, we switch over to Edward and Kate. And he's, like, proposing to her. He's like, you're perfect. I'll take you anywhere you want to go. I'll take care of you. I'll take you anywhere you go. Blah, blah, blah. Will you marry me? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I just don't like Edward. And he's also like, I don't like him, but he's also super boring, you know. And Kate's kind of boring. And so it's like, uh, these scenes with them two are like, okay, can we just get on with it to the, like, go through the boring motions? And then uh, we, she, she's just kind of like, I guess she says yes to marrying him. And, um. But as soon as, like, as soon as they're talking about marriage, like, we switch over to Heath, and he, like, wakes up, like, in a shock, like, oh, no, you know, like, he feels it, you know what I mean? Like, that's the implication. And, um, he's, like, sweaty and asleep, and then, uh, you hear Isabel be like, are you okay? And she, like, climbs on top of him and starts kissing his cheek, and he's like, no, 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 stop it. And she's, she just keeps on, and it's like, um... <laughs> It's it's very uncomfortable because what she's doing, he's telling her to stop and she won't. So, like, that's a crime, Isabel. And then, I mean, eventually he relents and, uh, like, throws her over on the other side of the bed and, like, crawls on top of her. And it's like, when he does that, it's hot. But, like, this whole thing is, like, really uncomfortable, though. <laughs> like, the whole, like, he doesn't actually want to do this, but, like... She, like, begs him, and she's like, please just let me, you know, and finally he gives in and, like, you know, takes charge, which is, like, hot that he takes charge, but it's also, like, not, because it's, like, he doesn't even really want to be doing this with you, you know, it's not okay, like, no, no, this is not, this is uncomfortable, and it's, it's super traumatizing, like, it's not good. Isabel literally says, like, I don't even care if you want me. Just let me do it to you. And I'm like, dude. Dude. That is, like, the height of desperation. And then we switch back over to Edward and Kate. And she's like, okay, I'll marry you. And then that's when Heath gives in. So I guess it's like the movie's trying to be like, see, he would never actually cheat on her. It's only after... He feels in his heart that she has accepted a marriage proposal for some... Somehow he knew. Okay. <laughs>
It's like switching back and forth to both of them being with other people so that the audience can't get mad at him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if he, when he finally does relent, even though, which they know their audience because she's allowed to have this. You know what I mean? It's kind of a double standard in a way because it's like she's allowed to have this. It doesn't feel like she's cheating on him. But him going for Isabel kind of does. And it's like, that's not fair because he's a dude. But it's like they have to wait till the last very very last moment for him to even, like, you know, he has to not want it and not be interested. You know what I'm saying? But then Kate's not interested in Edward either. And they're kissing. He kisses her because he's like, thank you. You've made me so happy. And the way that he's talking, this is not even how Christopher Masterson talks. It's like he's tr- putting on this affect of like the rich boy. But he kisses her and he's like, why do you do that? And he's like, Clo-, she's like, what? And he's like, close your eyes when you kiss me. And she's like, you know, she doesn't want to answer, and he's like, you, you're thinking of him, you're thinking of him, and I'm like, I would be too, I think of him every time I kiss anybody, like, (laughs) no, I'm kidding, (laughs) oh my gosh, (laughs) I got a little carried away, but like, (laughs) anyway, I don't, but like, (laughs) I mean, it would help, a lot of times, but, uh, you know, I haven't really thought of doing that yet, but now I have, so, (laughs) if I'm having trouble liking someone, I'm gonna close my eyes and picture Mike Vogel, anyway, (laughs) I'm sorry, (laughs) moving on, oh, this is not the scene where he catches on, because he's like, he asks her why she closes her eyes, and she's like, it's because it makes everything disappear, and he's like, oh, that's sweet, but it's like, she means you. It makes you disappear because she doesn't want you to be you. She wants you to be Heath, but whatever. Later on, he catches on and gets mad about it, but, you know. <clears throat> and then they both, you know, hook up with these other people. And <laughs> when Heath gives in and, like, throws her over, I'm just like, going, man. But, you know, he doesn't actually want to be hooking up with her. But he's like, whatever, you know, why not? And, uh, because... <laughs> she's there you know but she's beg. she's literally begging him to do things with her like she's on the verge of assaulting him really because he told her to stop and she wouldn't well that is assault but anyway so um anyway that happens but they don't show much which is like fine but uh i guess it's fine i guess <laughs> you don't want to show me mike vogel you know we get to see that in sex life right but, um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, and, um, then he's, like, writing a bunch of music, and she's sitting there on the bed looking sad, like, it still hasn't satisfied her, because she, he's not hers, and she, and she knows it, and it's, like, he's never really gonna be yours, and, um, you know, I don't know what she thought, but Catherine Heigl looks super pretty right now, and it's, like, girl, you got everything, you got, like, a lot going on for you, you're smart, obviously, you know, you use it for the wrong reasons, but, like, she's not stupid, and she's pretty, and she's got money, like, she doesn't even need a boyfriend, but, like, you know, she could find something, she could have anybody she wants, and I guess she just wants the one person she can't have, Um, and also, I mean, look at him, he's super hot, but anyway, it's just, you know, it's like, girl, you know, I feel bad for her in a way, but I'm also, like, I wish she could just, you know, have just realize that she can't have everything you know she just wants to the one guy she knows she can't have and it's like girl 
and Edward's annoying. I don't care about his feelings. I <laughs> just don't. But, um, yeah, he's, like, writing a bunch of music, and she's just sitting there being all sad because even hooking up with him did not satisfy her. Like, I don't know if... Just, you know what I mean? Like, not that way, but, like, it. she's not... She wants him to love her, and that's not gonna happen. She even tells him, like, I love you, and he's just like, oh, gosh, what the heck? Wow. <laughs> you know, like, what is... Why? So he's writing all this music, and then one day he falls asleep, and, like, um, they just do a montage of him, like, making messes and her cleaning up after him, and it's like... Shh. Okay, girl, like, if this is what you want, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this this, this, this just does not look like fun for her at all. And she's just, like, bored all the time because he's not interested. They hooked up once, but, like, you know, he's just all focused on his music. And then, um, he, he, like, passes out and she, uh, gets up and, like, goes and takes his CD and takes it to her computer and uploads, like, his songs onto the internet, onto this, like, website, like, The Drop Zone and he wakes up and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, people need to hear your music. And he's like, people don't. And she's like, um, people can, uh, this is a way for people to understand you. And he's like, I don't need people to understand me. I don't I don't need my music out there. And um, she's like, let me discover you. Let me discover you. And he's like, he comes up to her and like grabs the back of her neck. And he's like, don't you get it, Isabel? You're never going to get what you want. And she's just like, I'm like, it's kind of hot. <laughs> That's kind of hot. <laughs> everything he does is kind of hot right but like you know it's like this is why I'm not even a teenager anymore and I'm still falling for it you guys like I know better but in my head but I'm still like oh my gosh this he looks good but anyway um she's like you're gonna love me for what I've done for you and it's like Isabel seriously like he shouldn't be mad at her for this like she is trying to help him get discovered but like girl what the heck she's just doing this to try and make him love her and it's like it's not gonna work and he's trying to tell her it's not gonna work like I'm not gonna love you like this is not gonna happen you know we are not gonna happen (laughs) like he can't love her he can't make himself love her and you know I kind of feel bad for her but it's like he can't make himself love her you know but he could have cleaned up after himself a little bit (laughs) she's letting him stay there for free he could at least clean up his pizza boxes and messes like that but (laughs) you know he's an idiot um, he truly is an emo idiot, but, yeah, um, she thinks this is gonna make him love her, and it's, it's like, dude, why, why, you're just, you don't, you could be spending your time doing so much other things, I don't, whatever, she has an anime poster on her wall, but anyway, so we get this montage of, like, a computer screen and showing all this stuff that's happening, because he's getting discovered, like, People were listening to his song, If It Ain't Broke, Break It. And uh, he walks out and he's like shirtless and then it, you know, pictures of him are ended up online. He gets a record deal and people are like, he's so hot. I got one of his guitar picks and all these like people talking about him. They're like, he's my favorite, blah, blah, blah. So he's famous. Like he's a famous rock star now. Like <laughs> it took like two seconds for him to become a famous rock star. But Isabel is like looking worse and worse. Like she is depressed and she's getting nothing out of this. Not him not money, not anything, and I'm like, dude, like, if I were him, I don't know what I would do, because I know she was gonna take, like, she's gonna take anything as, like, oh, he loves me back, and I should keep trying, but at the same time, because she's kind of psycho about it, I mean, I hate to say that about a woman in any situation, but, like, he did not lead her on, he did not lead her on, like, she's just, you know, like, 
she thought he this was going to make him love her, and it didn't. But if anything, he should like be like, well, thanks for making me famous. I was homeless, and you let me use your place and your equipment to make a CD. And then you also put my music out there and made me famous. So I want to give you, like, something. Like, I mean, I guess he could give her money, but she doesn't need money because she's rich. But I... A thank you would be nice. <laughs> like, you know, like, if I was him, I would be like, I feel bad because I can't give you anything that you don't already have. Besides, you know, I can't love you, though. Like, he can't make himself love her. And that's not, you can't, like, expect him to do that. But, like, you know, <laughs> and he, I would try to give her money, but she already has that. You know, I don't know what I would do for her in his shoes, but I would try to do something nice. You know, like, I can't give you a relationship or love, like, as in romance, but, like, thanks for all your help. You know, you you really help my life if you need something besides, you know, me as a boyfriend. <laughs> if there's anything else I could do, uh, you know, let me know. But, like, we can't date, <laughs> and uh, you don't need money, <laughs> but, um you know, what can I do besides that? I don't know. I just feel bad. Like, I would feel bad. I'd be like, well, I used all your stuff. And like, he didn't ask her for any of this, though. And it's like, you, she can't really expect things because he didn't ask her to get him equipment. He didn't ask her to make him stay there. He didn't ask her to, you know, put his stuff online. So it's like, well, you know, he didn't ask you to do any of this, you know, so... But he is enjoying it now that he's famous and rich. But it's like, it, you know, still, he didn't ask her to do this. So she can't really expect things. <clears throat> I guess Isabel's been saying that, like, he wrote songs for her. <laughs> but she shows up to one of his shows and he sees her and he's like, this next song is for Kate. And he, like, gets real look, and she's getting upset as the song goes on. And then it plays the part of the song where Kate sang it. Like, he kept her recording somehow. And, uh, it's like, how did you even get that? Wasn't that with your equipment back with, uh, what's-his-face? Maybe she bought all that equipment from Hendrix, I don't know, but whatever. Somehow he ends up with, like, her, Kate's, like, recording of that song they did back in the day. And, um, then he's, like, staring at Isabel, like... What are you going to do about it? <laughs> you know, what are you going to do about it? You, there's nothing you can do. And she's like, he wrote this song for me. Me. And it's like, he didn't even know you yet. Like, what? <laughs> when he wrote this song. <laughs> like, he he didn't. And, um. Yeah, so, um. Mm, I don't know, man. She's, she's losing it. And, uh, he's getting more famous. And he's doing fine. <laughs> but, um. But, um. I hate that starting yeah um this is all a big mess and she is just not happy um so we're at about 30 minutes in the podcast so I'm gonna take an ad break and hopefully get through the next 25 minutes of this movie um after the ad break so stay tuned for more <laughs> drama. It's like, it's, you know, and it's like, what is going on with Edward and Kate on the other side of the world or wherever the freak they are? Uh, but anyway, yeah. Okay, guys, that was the ad break and we got 26 minutes left and Isabel is like 
just completely out of it. And somebody comes in and is like, listen, your dad's worried about you because you're crazy. No, she's not crazy, but she's just like... <sighs> being obsessed with Heath has, has made her, you know, just completely lose everything. Like, she just does not care about anything in life because she did not get what she wanted. But it's like, you hooked up with him... I don't know what else you wanted, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what you expected, but you should have known that he wasn't going to be, like, in love with you, or you can't just expect someone to be in love with you, even if it might happen, you know, it's never a guarantee, so this is, like, you know, and plus, you know, in one way, I kind of feel bad, because he's making all this money, he's famous, you know, he's, what she did for him actually, like, super improved his life and situation, but, he never asked her for any of the stuff. She forced all her help onto him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and plus she's rich. So money is not going to help her. If she was like down out, down and out without money, you know, like I'll be like, you need to give her like some money because, you know, she helped you. She made you this, you know, she made you famous. She made you this, but like she doesn't need money. What she needs is therapy. <laughs> Like, honestly, like, I was going to say what she needs is him, but, like, she doesn't need him because it's not real love. She's just obsessed with him, you know? She's not in love with him. And, um, her problem is she didn't get what she wanted, but, like, you know, what she actually wants, she can't have, you know? He can't even, you know, make himself love her, you know what I'm saying? And, like, it's never going to be real. So, there's nothing really he can do for her. Like, in a way, I feel bad because I'm like, I wish she could do something, like, to pay her back for her, like, I'm not saying she did it for the right reasons, she didn't, but, like, you know, everything she did for him improved his life and he just made her life suck, you know, but he didn't mean to, you know what I'm saying? Like, she begged him to come there, you know, we've been through this already, so it's like, <sighs> You wanna you feel sorry for her, but then you're like, well, I can't really because she, you know, created this for herself, you know? She really did. I mean, I'm trying not to like blame the woman for like liking a guy, cause that, but that this whole this is not a typical situation. Like this this situation she's in is not typical at all because he was straight up from the beginning, like Telling her, we are not a thing. We're not going to happen. I don't want to do this. I don't. He didn't want to hook up with her, you know? And she pretty much forced him to. So it's like, <sighs> you can't really blame him for what she's going through. Because she kind of did this to herself. And I hate saying that she kind of did this to herself. Because usually, that's not the case. But in this case, it is. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? In this very one specific case. <laughs> uh, Edward and Kate are getting married and Hendrix is there being all like drunk. <laughs> Hendrix is almost funny in his his douchebaggery. Like he's, this wedding is not my cup of tea anyway and he's like whatever, I don't care, I'm drunk. Um so Kate and Edward are trying to drive off to their honeymoon and Hendrix just pops up out of the back seat and is like, "Hey you guys." And he's like cuz uh Edward's like, I just, I want to make you happy, Kate. And, like, Hendrix pops up and he's like, well, you can't because she's in love with Heath. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> he's a jerk. He's being a jerk. But, like, 
I am just so not on board for, like, Edward and Kate's relationship that I'm, like, almost happy to see Hendrix be like, it's not going to ever happen. He's like, you can do everything you want to for the rest of your life and it's not going to matter because her and Heath are destined to be together or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm almost enjoying this interaction. <laughs> um, he's terrible, but, like, and then he, she's like, what do you want? And he's like... Just about my sister wedding present. And she gives him money. That's pretty much all he wanted. And he he's a mess. He's a mess. And um, Edward wants to do something about him. And she's just like, leave him alone. Just let him go. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, yeah. He gets out when she gives him money and leaves them alone. So, that's all he really wanted. <laughs> but he was just like, he is kind of correct. He's he's like, her and Heath are destined to be together. Or something like that. <laughs> like, he's just like, he's, you know. But... It's almost, I would rather see him drunk like this and being like this than, like, the way he's been most of the other times I've seen him. Him at her wedding is, like, the only time he's tolerable just because I'm so against this wedding. Not because I ship, like, I know Kate and Heath are, like, toxic, but, like, this, like, relationship has all the flavor of, like, saltless saltine crackers you know what I'm saying like it's, it's like a cracker without any salt this it has n- nothing there's nothing here him in a beanie they put him in a beanie so like then we switched to all these girls trying to get into this limo and like Heath is like sliding into the limo getting away from his fans they put him in a light gray beanie and I'm like dude you put him in a beanie he looks so chef's kiss like they put him in a beanie you guys and then like Isabel's like standing in front of the limo and they're you know the limo stops and like she comes back to talk to him and he we're gonna hear what they say to each other uh he's like what do you want Isabel and she's like since you were so busy becoming a rock star I thought you might not have heard the latest that Kate got married to Edward today and he looks pretty, you know, he looks like, oh, crap. You know, like, that's all. Like, he's he's not going to, like, freak out or anything. He's just like, oh, man, that sucks. And she, like, laughs about it. And I'm like, so, okay, you, we're pretty much done with Isabel at this point. She, she's, she needs some therapy, but she'll be fine. <laughs> like, if she gets some therapy, she'll be fine. Um, it's not that I hate Isabel at all. Like, I feel like we're supposed to hate Isabel. Maybe I did back in the day, but, like, She's also, like, a young person who, like, liked a guy, and she, you know what I mean? Like, her feelings got involved, and so it's, like, you can't really blame her for how she feels, but what she expected was too much, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be mad at him for not being able to love you, because he can't help that either, you know what I mean? Like, he can't make himself love you. So it's, like, being mad at him... And she looks terrible. You know, she just looks terrible. It's like, is she on some kind of addict? Is she addicted to something? Because that's what she looks like. But she looks bad. And uh takes a lot for Katherine Heigl to look bad, you know? Because she's beautiful, but no. Um, She's she's just not. And uh, so I think this is kind of like the last we see of her. And she's done with this whole... She's out of this picture now. She's, like, finally giving up on him, you know? And it's, like, well, I'm kind of happy for her that she is giving up on him. Because, like, maybe now she can move on and find somebody that, like, cares about her. You know what I'm saying? But Heath is, like, she tells him, like, she gets, she's never married. And she's, like, laughing. 
in this way that's like, ha, 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 you know, and he's like, oh, that sucks, my beanie feelings are hurting, like, I can't, like, not focus on the fact that he has this cute beanie on, and he looks really good, but anyway, (laughs) and then we switch over to, like, Kate and Edward, and they're on this bridge, and they're, like, traveling for their honeymoon, you know, because they're rich, and she's sitting on the bridge by herself, and Edward's over, like, talking to the concierge or somebody like that, I'm assuming that's, it's a word, that 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 is that fancy and uh <laughs> beside of Kate someone is listening to a freaking CD player like a portable CD player and it's like I haven't seen these in years and um <laughs> you couldn't do this scene now so we don't know any like you know it's a Walkman type of CD player and um she hears it kind of and it sounds familiar and she looks over and she like grabs the CD she like sneaks and gets the CD looks at it and it's freaking Heath and it says his name and his picture's right on the front and uh she starts to hyperventilate you know and uh, like putting myself in her shoes in this situation like (laughs) yeah I can understand exactly how this would feel like this is exactly how this would feel it'd be like freaking I would freak out but like she is not good at acting. <laughs> She's not good at acting. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's just not good at acting. I don't know if it's this movie only. I can't remember anything else I've seen her in. But, like, she is not good at acting. And it's ruining this for me. <laughs> but, like, um, I do understand what emotion you would have. This would be terrible as heck. Like, this would feel so freaking weird. I mean, that would be just crazy. And she, like, accidentally breaks it in half, like a CD case, and drops it. And I'm like, that was that girl's. Like, are you not going to apologize about her new one? Whatever. And then um, where she's freaking out, Edward runs over. And he's like, what's wrong, Kate? And she's like, oh, I'm just nervous. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> so she's like, I'm nervous. And he's like, about what? Is this cruise? They're getting ready to go on a cruise. And she's like, I don't think I'm ready. He's like, ready for what? And she's like, all of this. And he's like, what, marriage? And she's like, no, just leaving home. And I'm like... No, that's not it. <laughs> I mean, that's not it. She doesn't want to leave Heath. Like, she wants to be... And he's like, well, okay, fine. We won't go on a cruise right now. We'll, we can do that anytime. We'll just stay at my parents' house because they're going to be gone for a month. And then, like, she's like, okay, okay. And it just feels like this is not even a real relationship. Like, I don't see... There is zero chemistry between these two people. Like, zero and it's like, she, he's just doing things to please her enough to keep her breathing and fed. You know, it's like the bare minimum. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, she does not seem to like him in the slightest bit. In the slightest bit. And then we switch over to hear this, like, rock music and Hendrix is setting in the lighthouse. But he's, like, destroyed the place. Because it's a pretty nice, cool place if it was decorated, right? But he's just got a mattress laying in the middle of the living room floor. And, uh, we hear a motorcycle pull up. Like, a straight-up motorcycle. Not a dirt bike anymore, buddies. We've moved up in the world. Uh, (laughs) we hear a motorcycle. And, uh, it pulls up to, like, the front of the house. But we are looking, you know, we're inside with Hendrix. And, um, you can't see who's on it. But we all know who it is. And Hendrix is, like, staring at the door because he can hear a motorcycle straight up outside. And, uh, I think I'm, I think I'm in love with this scene. I think I am totally in love with the scene because it's, it's, it's a doozy. I'm sorry, but I love the scene because, like, Hendrix opens the door and it's just Heath, like, sitting on his motorcycle straight up, like, right in the doorway. Like, I mean, directly in the doorway. And he just, like, 
moves, like, he just drives straight into the house. He drives his motorcycle into the house at Hendrix. And Hendrix has to, like, run backwards to not get ran over. And he crawls up on, like, the steps. <laughs> and uh, he's like, like, hey, man. He's like, hey, faux bro. Because that earlier, um, Hendrix called him faux bro. Like, fake brother. And he's like, hey, faux bro. I guess you pissed away everything that Aaronshaw built here. And I bought this place from the bank. So now it's illegal for you to be here. And you have to get out. And I'm like... I like all this because none of this has anything to do with Kate. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, in this instance, I'm kind of on, like, Heath's side. Even though, like, you know, like, Earnshaw left this to Hendrix for some stupid reason. Like, I think that's stupid because Hendrix does not have any responsibility. And he hasn't been responsible with this. Like, he got it. He had his chance. You know, and all he did was party up here and get on drugs and party and ruin the place. You know, it looks like trash. Like, he's trashed the place. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't, he's not taking responsibility at all for himself. Like, Heath, you know, they both had, Heath was, like, forced to be homeless. And, yes, Isabel did, like, you know, do everything for him. (laughs) But, like, he used his talent to make something of himself. And he didn't, you know, he could have easily also got on drugs or partied or lost everything he ever made but even even though like Heath had a lot of trauma too from like being abandoned as a child and not having a real family and then you know losing the love of his life even being as heartbroken as he was he turned that heartbreak into music and he made the and then you know which Isabel did help him get his music out there but like once he started like getting popular with his music he didn't you know, ruin everything just because he was sad. You know what I mean? Like, he he wasn't like, well, I'm a sad boy, so I get to, like, ruin my own life and then blame everybody else. Like, he's not doing that. He took responsibility and used it, you know, to get everything he wanted back, you know, in a responsible way. He went to the bank and bought this place, you know? So it's like, you know, he seems like the hot bad boy, but he's also responsible, which is, like, extra hot. So it's like, what... Wow, you know, like, oh my, <laughs> hello there, you know, it's like I bought a new motorcycle, it's not a dirt bike anymore, it's a grown-up boy motorcycle, you know, uh, <laughs> it's a man's motorcycle, but um, of course he would drive a motorcycle, you know, uh, he's cute as heck, but aside from how he treat, if if he weren't controlling of Kate and abusive towards her, like, <sighs> possessive and controlling, he would be a great guy, but I can't I can't full on be on board with him because of that, but like <sighs> with him and Hendrix, I'm loving this cuz Hendrix did not need to be such a jerk to him. Hendrix did not need to ruin the entire like property. It's like if you really wanted it, he just wanted a place to crash and party, you know? It's like you could do that anywhere. Go live in a warehouse cuz this place is not even a home anymore, you know? It's not even like a house anymore. It looks like a abandoned warehouse he's crashing in, you know, because he's, like, a, just a loser, you know what I mean, but a loser by choice, because he's not trying to improve his life at all, like, Kate gave him money, and he's just, like, I still don't have crap, you know, like, I still, you know, she would help him out, but he's not doing anything with it, even when people help him, and, like, he took someone's help, 
and turned it into like making his life wonderful. He's like a famous rock star, you know. He he when somebody helped him even when he didn't ask or want her help, you know, he was like, "Well, even though I didn't want or need her, you know, he didn't really need her help." Well, he kind of did, but like even though he didn't like well, he didn't need her help to be famous and he could have like easily uploaded those on the website too, but like he just didn't want to for some reason cuz he's too cool to be famous, you know, but like once it happened, he was just like, well, here's an opportunity for me to improve my life. Even though I'm super upset about Kate, I'm not going to just, like, fade away into nothing and not, like, you know, improve my life. So I feel like he's responsible, you know. And uh, it's it's kind of hot that he's also responsible. <laughs> but Hendrix is a loser. And, like, I'm just kind of glad that he got to, like, come here and be like... He drove his motorcycle straight into the house. <laughs> and uh, I think that's pretty funny. And he's like, hey, foe, bro, you're going to have to get out of here. I bought this place because you, like, Hendrix was losing the place regardless, for one thing, because the bank had to take it back because, you know, Hendrix couldn't keep up with it. So Heath is like, well, you know, he's going to lose it. To the bank, so I might as well buy it because I want to live here because it's his, you know, he's used to this place, like that's where he grew up. So, anyway, um, and this is even just like beside, aside from Kate, like he's just like, he's just like, well, you know, even without her, I want, I'm doing good, you know, I'm, I'm getting my life back on track, <laughs> you know, it's not just about her for him, you know, he's actually like you know, trying to make something of himself, and I'm proud of him, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, I shouldn't like him because he's mean to Kate, but, like, it's so hard not to, because he's, you know, but with him and Hendrix, it's like, Hendrix is worse than him, honestly, so Heath kicks Hendrix out, and then he kind of looks around to the place, like, this guy has ruined this place, and then, uh, we see Kate, like at home with Edward and she's like looking through his telescope and sees like the lighthouse and then she looks like curious like hmm was it pointed at my old house <laughs> they've been stalking me <laughs> um but I think she's kind of also just thinking about what's going on up there I wonder haven't been up there for a while and um <clears throat> then it shows Heath and he's sitting in his garage you know his barn playing music you know he's just messing around with music and then he starts to hear, like, Kate singing. Then he sees her run by the window, and he runs outside, and she's gone. And we're like, uh, he's hallucinating. <laughs> but then we see Kate, like, back at Edward's, you know, uh, mansion, and he's like, she's walking around, and then we hear Edward be like, where'd you go last night? And she's like, nowhere, just went for a walk. So it's like, was that his imagination, or was that really her? Like, I don't even know. And she's like, you know, she tells him she didn't... She just went for a walk, and he's like, I don't believe you, or whatever. And it's like, well, too bad, buddy. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, you know. She's like, I need some time alone. And then we hear, like, him playing the cello. Oh, I love this scene. It's kind of, like, really musical and nice. I like, I like the combination of, like, the cello along with the actual song, you know? And, uh, we hear this song, and, like, it's a new song that he's writing, and um, it's about her, basically, <laughs> and, uh, then she's, like, listening to Edward play this song on cello, and then, 
he's like sitting out in the middle of a freaking gazebo playing cello like he's um whatever but it's actually a pretty well done scene um and then we see her being conflicted she's like pacing back and forth being conflicted about what to do and then uh at the end of the song she like walks off she's like standing on the balcony and she like walks away then we see Heath and he's done with the song and then we see the door in the background. This is like such a scene. It's such a scene. Even though it's like, this movie sucks, but you're just so, you know, <laughs> there's something about it. And uh, she walks up, you know, into the doorway and says something and we're going to see what happens. She walks in and he's like crying already. Like he can feel that she's there. You know, he doesn't even turn around and he starts crying. Like her voice does not shock him at all. He knows she's there. You can feel it. And, um, you know, because destiny or something. <laughs> but, uh, so, <laughs> he's like, tears start to fall out of his eyes. And I'm like, Mike Vogel's acting is carrying this entire movie, I swear. But, uh, she's like, where did you come from? Where did you come from? And, uh, oh, the scene. You guys. <laughs> this is not even good, but it's like, his acting is killing me. So, um. You know, she's like, where'd you come from? And he's like, my father, you know, he's like crying. And he's like, my father was an explorer. And my mother was, I don't know. <laughs> you know, and then he's he starts screaming. He's like, I don't know who my father was. I don't know who my mother was. Before you, I wasn't. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And like, he turns around. Like, he after he like explodes emotionally, you know, he's like screaming that stuff. Mike Vogel is such a good actor. So, uh, he screams all that, and then he kind of, like, reala- like it kind of gives him a little bit of relief. And, uh, he spins around in his little chair, and she's standing there, and, like, she comes over and just, like, kisses him. And he's like, you're real. You're here. And he's, like, crying like a baby, and I'm just like, gosh. <sighs> He is, his acting is carrying this entire movie. I wouldn't care about any of this stuff going on, because this movie is terrible. And the acting is terrible with everybody except for him. And Catherine Heigl did a pretty good job, too. Uh, Kim and Catherine Heigl's acting is carrying this entire like entire movie. Um, what's his name? I forgot his name again. Johnny. Johnny Whitworth. Johnny Whitworth. He's he's doing an okay job. But, like, Edward, you know, and Christopher Masterson's doing an okay job, too. But his character is such a wet blanket, ter- terrible, just, he's just so boring. The character is so boring. But let me tell you, Erica Christensen is such poor actor. I wish we had somebody better. <laughs> like, I'll remake this with the exact same cast except for her. Like, I don't even have a problem with her. It's just that, like, her acting is so bad. Like, bad. But he's carrying these scenes, like, completely. And it's, like, it's killing me. I'm, like, crying because he's crying. And it's, like, I don't know. You're abusive and I shouldn't even feel sorry for you. But, like, you're making me cry because you're crying. And it's, like, oh, my gosh. Plus, like, the whole thing about, like, it's not just about her. And that kind of, like, you know, adds to it. Because it's not some sad boy that's just sad about a girl. He's also, like, he never had anybody else. You know, Hendrix didn't care about him. Uh, Earnshaw's dead. Like, not only... Oh my gosh, I'm make my cry. Myself cry. Like, not only was he in love with her as, like, a girlfriend, but, like, she's his only family, which is kind of gross, but, like, nobody else 
you know, was there for him, you know, his whole life. Like, this is his only people he even, like, she's the only person he even, like, knew growing up, you know? And it's like, <sighs> same for her, too. And it's like, if y'all would have went to school, this wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> but anyway, I'm taken away from the romance by saying that, but still, it's just, <laughs> he's, but I'm 100% sure that, like, if this was a different actor or he was not doing such a good job, I would not care about him. I'd be like, I hate him, though. Like, I don't care if he's crying, but, like, Mike Vogel's acting is, like, <laughs> making me care about his feelings, <laughs> even though I probably shouldn't, but I do. I do a lot, and it's, like, it's his acting. I can't, it's his fault. It's Mike Vogel's fault, 100%, that I'm crying right now. Thank you, Mike Vogel, if you ever hear this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot the also drama of it is that uh, they were kissing, and Edward saw them through the telescope. And then, you know, they hook up, and Edward sees that also, and he throws his cello into the ocean, and it's like, you weren't even bad at playing that. Like, that was the only inter- that was the only positive thing that you ever did, was make good music. Like, I'm not even a big, like, classical music fan, but that cello, like, was amazing, actually. Combined with that rock song, it's like, you and Heath can be buddies, man. Like, go on tour with him. Like, incorporate your cello into his songs. That would be awesome. But no, he throws it in the ocean. It's like, well, now you're pretty much worthless. Like, (laughs) the only good thing about you, you threw in the ocean. But anyway, um, then we see her, like, putting her clothes back on. Because they've hooked up. Oh my gosh, scandalous. She's married. But, you know. Okay, and here comes, like, the worst thing Heath ever does. And it's stupid, because they're sitting there talking. She's putting her clothes on. She's like, I should have went back last night. I need to go, you know, figure out what's going on and figure out a way to end things with Edward. Like, she's already made her decision. She's choosing Heath, right? She's choosing him. She's saying she's choosing him. She's like, I gotta figure out what to do about Edward and how to tell him it's over with me and him, you know? And he's like, don't get back there. And she's like, uh, yeah, you know, I have to break up with my husband, you know? And he's not, he's like, no, I don't like that. You're mine. And he almost says, you're mine, but she's like, don't even say mine. She's like, we belong together. You know, and he gets up and he gets all mad and pouty. And she's like, don't do this. She's like, I don't need, you don't need to own me because we belong together. And I'm like, I agree with her 100%. You're being stupid. Like, she already said she chose you. And he's like, but she's like, you chose me. You came to me and left him. And she's like, but this is the real world where people have to get a divorce. You know, <laughs> like, she's, she doesn't say that, but like, basically that's it. And I'm like, she has to tell him that it's over. And, um, but anyway, he, like, starts kissing her and, like, squeezing her hair or something. I don't know what exactly it is he's doing, but, like, you can't see him doing anything. You know, he's just, like, it looks like he's just squeezing her hair, which wouldn't hurt, but, like, for some reason, like, they're kissing. And she's, like, you're hurting me. And he's, like, you're killing me. And I'm, like, "Ah, well... That's wrong. It's wrong. He should have been like, no, I can't. I don't want to hurt you. Like, he, well, he shouldn't have did it to begin with. I don't know what it was he was doing, but she was like, you're hurting me. And, uh, that's bad. Regardless. But, um, Mike Vogel, (laughs) not the, not the character. Heath is wrong for that. And it doesn't matter what reason he had. There's no justification for that. I just want to say that straight up to begin with. But aside from the character, the actor, Mike Vogel, 
gritting his teeth and saying that that way and looking that way hot you know what i mean just the actor just the actor not the character the actor um in that moment you know it's kind of like when bucky barnes chokes someone it's like why does this look hot to me (laughs) you know it's like you it's not inherently like that's not romantic you shouldn't be like choking someone against their will because when bucky does it he is and they're actually fighting but it's like it's still hot you know that's the kind of thing i'm talking about uh the actor (laughs) but then like she runs out the door of this barn and edward's like leaned against his car he's up there right out like right outside their door and she stops and just stares at him and he stares at her and then he comes he like he's like hey come on you know like i guess he's gonna try and apologize but like he runs out in his jeans and he's shirtless still (sighs) and the wind's blowing his hair and i'm just like edward i'm sorry man but how are you gonna compete with that look at that dude like is he wearing a hemp necklace he absolutely is wearing like a hemp necklace with like a shark tooth and he looks like beach ready (laughs) just scruffy beard and like long blonde hair and like jeans and like no shirt and like he could be a bit like he his body looks pretty good but like he looks kind of young in the body for some reason but anyway whatever like I prefer him like body wise and under the dome but it doesn't matter I don't care he looks great like he just looks (laughs) and like Edward's sitting there being all like I'm a I'm a fancy rich boy, you know, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but no, you can't compete with, like, Heath, he's a rock star, and, like, just the whole, oh, this whole, I got it paused on this scene, and it's just, like, well, you can see some of Edward, but I know what he looks like, obviously, but, like, looking at Heath right here, I'm like, no, I, I'm sorry, but, like, <laughs> you know, and Edward's a jerk, too, and he's controlling, so it's, like, they're both controlling jerks. If she's going to pick one of these two guys, I'm going to pick the hot one. You know, like, that's the only thing, you know. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> I mean, she could pick herself. And I wish to goodness she actually would do that. Like, I don't need either of you. I got to go. I'm going to go find myself a job, a career. Me and Isabel are going to find ourselves a career and forget both of you jerks and Hendrix. But, you know, that doesn't happen. <laughs> I wish it did, but it doesn't. We got about 10 minutes left. I'm going to be bawling here in a second, probably. The feminine urge to lick my screen right where Heath is standing. But anyway, never mind that. Sweater vest, Edward. Edward's wearing a sweater vest. They go back to their mansion and he's wearing a sweater vest. Is that a sweater vest? It's like, how much worse could it get? Edward's like, I want you to know it doesn't matter to me what happened with you guys. You're with me now, and you're safe and comfortable here. And it's like, yeah, there's no drama, but there's also no excitement. She doesn't love you. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, but there's nothing going on here. It's only safe because nothing happens. It's just as boring as being, it's just as bad as being stuck up on that hill because nothing ever happens. There's no passion behind anything that happens between you two. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I'm getting too into this. But, like, he's a... And she goes and is like, I guess she's going to choose Edward because it's safer, you know. It's like, you know, it's like Heath has proven himself to be responsible as well. He saved this uh, lighthouse property from the bank 
whenever you know it's like he's responsible though like just because he's a rock star doesn't mean he can't be responsible with himself and his money he's he is responsible so it's like it's because rich boy has rich parents doesn't mean he's responsible what does he even do does he even have a job like come on at least he works for his money it's clear that i've picked a side oh my gosh here he comes and oh my gosh he looks so good so she finds him he walks up and she's like hey and he's like it's been a while so i guess like this is like several how many ever months later she hasn't even came back and like said anything and it's like you're right there you you're like neighbors but whatever but um she's like i need to tell you something i'm pregnant and he starts to walk toward her and she's like no 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 i'm staying with edward because of the baby and she's like, because of you, I've felt pain and love. And I'm like, yeah, that's the human experience, Kate. Which is like, <sighs> he's. this is a toxic relationship. And she sees that. And I get it. Like, I get it. And she's like, I'm staying with Edward because it's safer for the baby. But I'm like, he's not going to hurt the baby. Like, I'm sorry. But like, you know. Um, <clears throat> but like, most of what she's talking about <laughs> is like, I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, it's just... I just don't, because <laughs> she's like, I want to be with you, but like, you know, I got to be responsible, and I'm like, is Edward actually responsible, or is he just rich? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because what does he do? Does he even have a job? Like, is he just rich because his parents? Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. But we're going to see how Mr. Edward handles this situation, because when she tells Heath she's staying with Edward instead of Heath, he's just like... He just, like, saws and shakes his head and walks past her, and he doesn't even do anything. He's like, well, this sucks. You know, like, he's just like, well, this sucks. Anyway, I gotta go. I'm sorry. You know, I gotta go. But he doesn't, like, freak out. You know, like, he doesn't do anything. And he only seems to be, like, abusive and toxic when it comes to, like, when they're... When things are good between them is when he's bad. (laughs) It's like, dude... You're actually probably better off without her. Like, honestly, it seems like you're more emotionally stable when you're broken up. I mean, honestly. And we see a montage of her getting more and more pregnant. (laughs) This movie has my least favorite trope in it. I forgot about that, but it's gonna happen. Okay, and then there's something wrong with her. So she's getting put on bed rest because of the pregnancy. Because pregnancy is dangerous, you guys. It actually is dangerous, like... You, you, people should be more aware of that. Uh, and then she gets out of bed, even though she's not supposed to, and looks through the telescope, but Edward catches her, and he's like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I was restless. My back hurts. <laughs> it's like, which, which, which is it? <laughs> he's just, but he's like, okay, you're looking for him, weren't you? And I'm like, <laughs> I would want to look at him, too, but whatever. But anyway, so, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> I'm being a little um, biased here just because I think he's hot. I know that. I know. I'm aware of it. I'm aware. But still, um, we're going to see how, you know, Francis here is not that great of a guy either. Um, (laughs) If you get that reference, you get it. If you don't, you don't. But anyway, um, (laughs) he's like, Edward's like, I want to know right now is the baby mine or his? And I'm like, how would she know? This is apparently the 1800s. Oh, a doctor came to the house. You couldn't have a doctor come to the house back when you hit her with a car, but or ran into her car with yours or whatever the heck. Okay, and start like trigger warning because he starts being like super violent here. Uh, he shakes her, and like you hear something crack when he shakes her. So it's like, what the heck did you even do? And she looks like she's in pain. And she's like, let me go. And he's, I can't seem to do that. And he's like, 
I could never get a girl like you. Now I have you, but you're still, I still don't have you. You know what I mean? Now that you're here, I still don't have you, blah, blah, blah. He's, like, yelling in her face and, like, squeezing her arms and pushing her up against this, like, thing. And he's being violent and mad and crazy. And he's like, you're mine and that baby is mine. And if you try to go back to him, I will kill you. And I'm like, dude, okay, now, like... Kate, I think you need to leave both these boys alone because they're not safe. <laughs> like, I mean, Heath is, I don't, compared to Edward, I would feel a little bit safer around Heath, honestly. But, like, he's, their relationship is toxic, too. So, it's like, you're probably better off just to go, like, be by yourself, like, honestly. But that's just my opinion. <sighs> but I don't think Heath would ever threaten to kill her, like, honestly. She won't tell him whether the baby's his or he's. But he has hurt her terribly and she's in a lot of pain and she's like not even supposed to be out of bed. He goes in the other room and feels bad and he's like, what am I doing? And he goes back and she's gone. She is gone. And she's walking around in the beach rocks and going to her little secret place that only Heath knows about. So she's going to lay there and have her baby (laughs) or something. No, she's just going to lay in there and like just uh she wants to get away from everybody which is what i suggested she do but girl this is not what i meant this is not the time you need to be in bed so like an apparition of her comes and like gets heath and she's like heath come find me and he like chases the apparition and it's like it's a good thing (laughs) he's like i'm gonna follow this hallucination because he sees kate like laying in in there in that whole thing that she's her secret spot and he's like going to try and rescue her and he has to carry her back to the house and like through the ocean and like all this stuff it's like man that has to be like kind of difficult climbing these rocks while carrying her is it more dangerous like wouldn't it have been safer to just leave her there and let her deliver the baby in the sand (laughs) oh no the trope is not in this because it shows him carrying her to the house and then we hear a baby crying. So we skipped over the birth scene, which I am. Thank you. Good. Like, what a bad movie. But also, thank you movie that sucks, kind of, for taking out one of the tropes. I hate bir- giving birth scenes in any movie. It's like, can we not? We don't need that. I like skipping over them like this. This is great. Thank you very much. Thank you for doing this for me because it's just thank you. I hate those scenes. Anyway, we got three minutes left. Let's get through this. And this is the sad... This is the part... I am not prepared. (laughs) I don't feel like I'm not prepared for this. (laughs) Even though I've said repeatedly this is a toxic relationship. There's just something about it. And I can't not care about these people's feelings. (laughs) That could have been so cheesy because it was. Like the things they chose to write for him to say... We're just like typical, like, let's make people sad. <laughs> but like, so she has the baby and she's like, the baby. And he's like, she's fine, baby. Look, she's fine. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so hot. But, uh, <laughs> so, um, but she's like, she's, uh, she's, and he's like, she's mine. And she smiles because it's like, she, that's what, it's like, just say it. <laughs> and, uh, so it's his baby. And, uh, apparently we don't need the court to come and, like, (laughs) her husband. We don't need a DNA test. What's that? (laughs) She just decided, I guess, that it was his. Which is, like, that's fine, too. I don't even care about that. That would, I actually would, like, 
I'd be okay with that if she's just like, I choose for this to be Heath, baby, because freaking Francis is, I keep calling Edward Francis. Um, Edward is like sucky. He sucks. But, um, so he's like, oh, the baby's mine. And then she dies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. She's dead. And, uh, Heath is like crying, but like, it's like, he's saying like, please don't die, you know, blah, 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 and all the things that he would say. He's like, don't you want to know where I came from? And they're little things, and, um, it's just, like, the writing is so cheesy, but, like, he's pulling it off, you know, for, for, like, for what they gave him to do in this, he deserves an award for this, because he is carrying this movie so hard, and I'm, like, crying a little bit, but the first time I saw it, and then, like, later on when I saw it again as an adult, I was like, I forgot how sad this movie is, um, but, yeah, so she does, and, um, then we start playing that song that we've heard over and over and over again, (laughs) listen to it, Good job, Mike Vogel, for not being a singer, an actor, just like, oh, there he is on his motorcycle. Hear a little girl being like, Daddy, wait, and then she comes and gets on the motorcycle with him, so he's taking care of his baby girl, and it's like, oh my gosh, that's cute. And then we hear her voiceover be like, I always wanted to leave the Heights, but now I know I was meant to stay, and it's like, well, it's a good time to figure that out, Kate. <laughs> but it's like, okay, so she dies in this lighthouse, okay? And I'm like, have you people never heard of a doctor? You had a doctor come once just to tell her to stay in bed. But when you get in a car wreck, no doctor. When she's dying, giving birth, you don't call the doctor? Like, I'm, yeah, people can have, you know, people can give birth at home. But, like, <sighs> you could also call the doctor. You already know she's, like, had a bad pregnancy like a dangerous pregnancy she needs a doctor like to give birth to this baby you just bring her in and let her give birth there like you need to call a hospital dude like have y'all never heard of doctors come on (sighs) anyway (sighs) that's what I have a problem with but um (laughs) so that was that um It made me, this movie made me fall in love with Mike Vogel. And I'm still in love with Mike Vogel. Like, Heath is, like, questionable because he is kind of a toxic boyfriend. Um, He's not the worst that I've seen, but, like, he's pretty bad. (laughs) Um, But he's also really hot, so balance, it doesn't really balance out. I'm sorry, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. You can't, no, you can't excuse somebody's behavior because they're hot. But... Um, his behavior is not Mike Vogel's fault, and if you're out there listening to Mike Vogel, you should grow your hair out again. <laughs> it looks good, but I've seen him recently, and he, he looks good, uh, now too, so he, he just looks good all the time. <laughs> um, he did, he just, he's very hot. Uh, and, uh, if you want to see him in other things that are not poorly written, um, or a little bit, I mean, it's not that bad, but it's like, it's what you would expect from an MTV movie, like one of the first movies MTV made, and it's like a musical romance based on, you know, uh, what's her name? Emily Bronte. And it's like, you know, everything is kind of based around trying to get to the point where it was in the book, where, like, at the beginning there was a ghost of this girl, and they had to tell a story about the, you know, where did this girl come from? (sighs) Whatever. But anyway, um, it's a little bit cheesy. You know, it's cheesy, 
but, you know, I feel like Mike Vogel's acting carries it, like, a lot. And Katherine Heigl, too. She's doing pretty good. I mean, but it's a little over-exaggerated. It's like, I feel like they could have rewritten a lot of things need to be toned down. Like, her de- desperation needs toned down a lot. It would be a lot more interesting to see a dynamic where... You know, they kind of, he kind of just, like, tried to move on with her. You know what I mean? Like, I could see this. There's a lot of improvements that could be made. <laughs> but, um, Mike Vogel tried his best. He dragged the this movie kicking and screaming through <laughs> with his acting skills. And, uh, he pulled some, like, tears out of me. Like, he's the only one in this movie who pulled any tears out of me. So, I gotta give it to him. And, uh, but... Other things, well, uh, Katherine Heigl's awesome, and Christopher Masterson's an awesome actor, too. I love him in real life. I hated Edward, <laughs> just when he wasn't being horrible, he was being boring, you know? So, uh, that's not good. Uh, Johnny Whitworth, you know, he's pretty good in Empire Records. Um, he usually plays guys that I can't stand, but, you know, whatever. Um, Katherine Heigl, she deserves better than what she got with, you know, the whole thing. I'm on her side about the whole thing where they're like, she's difficult to work with. And I'm like, is she or is she just a woman with opinions? Like, whatever. But anyway, um, Erica Christensen, I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff because, I mean, and there's no, I am sorry. Like, I don't have anything against her as a person at all. She seems sweet as heck. Like, she's, she seems like she'd be super nice. But in this movie, the acting was... Very bad (laughs) for her. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Maybe it's just this movie and she couldn't fix the writing and it just, you know, whatever. But Mike Vogel, you know, he did a good job, (laughs) even though the writing sucked. So it's like, I, but maybe it just takes a special person. I don't know. And the other people weren't that bad either. It's just her in particular was very bad at acting in this. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's just my opinion. But I have nothing against her as a person. She seems really sweet. And she's cute as heck. Like, she's adorable. But anyway. um, I wish, you know, she could have... Like, if she... If this would be a lot better movie. If she was, like, up to the same level of acting as Mike Vogel was doing here. Because he's, he's doing a great job. Despite the fact that the writing in this is a little... It's very cheesy. But anyway. Um... Some good things he's in that I've seen under the dome, which it has flaws because you know it's Stephen King, you know what I mean, like he's awesome, but like there's always weird twists and things that I'm like it could be a, you don't have to do that, but whatever um Mike Vogel's amazing in under the dome uh what else is he in? Oh, sex life. That's another thing I want to bring up. The show on Netflix, Sex Slash Life. And let me warn you, that show is very, very, very R-rated. Like, it basically is (laughs) X-rated. I mean, it's basically X-rated. I don't see a real difference in what goes on in that show and porn. (laughs) But, I mean, it's basically porn. But Mike Vogel's in it, and uh, he does a good job in that, too. Um And they're trying to make it seem like Mike Vogel's character in Sex Life is not the hot guy. And I'm like, who are you kidding? Who are you kidding? But that just goes to show you that a lot of, like, 
what we see as the attractive guy in a show. Because, look, Christopher Masterson is cute as heck. Like, he's adorable and hot. But, like, you know, they dress them up in shows. I think I mentioned this. Um, talking about Brendan Robinson and Keegan Allen, where they, in real life, I've met them both, and they pretty much, they're, they are exactly as attractive as each other, and it's like, it just depends on, like, and this is kind of like Wuthering Heights, like, Heath's the hot one, and, you know, Edward's not, but, like, in Sex Life, like, Mike Vogel's character is supposed to be, like, the nerdy, like, good guy who's boring, and it's like, you're not tricking me. <laughs> I still think he's hot, but still, like, he, they kind of, I mean, they achieve that in a way for, like, the plot, and it's like, I mean, you know, in most things that Mike Vogel's in, he's the hot guy, because <laughs> they can't help that, because he is attractive as heck in real life, but still, you know, in Sex Life, they make him out to be, like, the boring guy, and it's like, you kind of believe it, but I'm like, I don't really believe that, but it's, He's playing it well, and they're doing it. So it's like, it really goes to show you that, like, how much they can manipulate you into thinking something about someone. It's just like, oh, this girl's overweight, but she, you know, you see her in real life, and you're like, oh my gosh, she's so tiny. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, be aware that you're being manipulated, you guys, because, you know, but anyway... Um, most of the people you see on TV, if you saw them in real life, they would be, like, 100% more attractive to you, honestly. Because people just put this filter of, like, people are supposed to be, like, perfect if you see them on screen. And when they're not, it's like, oh, well, she's terrible or, like, you know, whatever. But when you see them in real life, compared to, like, regular people, you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know? It's like, you just look regular. <laughs> just like, every, you know what I mean? Like, people are just people, man. And this is... Plus on TV, even like super gorgeous people, it's like that's hours and hours of makeup and hair and lighting and blah, blah, blah. You know, put a filter on on your phone and you become just as hot as them. You know what I'm saying? Like when we started getting filters, that's a whole different discussion. I'm just getting into that. I am got to go eat. I haven't ate today at all. And it's like 1 o'clock p.m. And um, I am getting like a little bit you know, um, manic, because sometimes that happens when I don't eat, but anyway, um, I'm gonna go, uh, I kind of, I do recommend this movie, I do recommend it, because it's MTV's Wuthering Heights, what's not to like about that, it's, it's cheesy, it's not, like, super good, it's just, it's cheesy, but it's a fun watch, and Mike Vogel looks good, and looking at him dressed like that, is worth it. <laughs> Just saying. Um, but anyway, you guys, thank you for sticking with me this long. This is the second part of this. And happy Valentine's Day, even though it's over. Um, I got a cute little Valentine's Day surprise, so I'm a little happy about that. Um, that's maybe why I'm in such good mood. But uh, that's all I wanted to say. And um, what 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 else is there to say before you i wasn't